0: Hello everybody, this is Jesse Schreck with Practical Missions Cohort, currently in uh, in northeast Italy, uh, in the city of Mestre at the moment, and uh, in the lockdown during uh, the coronavirus outbreak here in Italy. Uh, Been in the lockdown here since um, before March, actually, for us. Uh, Officially on the 1st of March is where our region went into lockdown, uh, quarantine, uh, the rest of Italy a few days later, Um, and then a couple regions even before us. But uh, in any case, uh, we're taking advantage of this time while we're in lockdown, since I can't be out evangelizing like we normally do, finally getting caught up on a variety of things. And one of those things today would be uh, the Q&A, missionary Q&A. The original idea uh, is not ours. Well, we carry this tradition on, what we learned back uh, at the Bible Institute years ago. And when we had a number of missionaries, we were working together and students from the U.S. were coming and studying with us and so on. I was one of those students one time, learned about the need for missions in Italy. My life was changed, uh, fell in love with the word of God, sound doctrine, uh, discovered my call to missions and to preaching and teaching the word. Uh, in any case, and then was later trained in, in apostolic style church planting and just carrying it on uh, now still. And, uh, but the idea was very simple. Uh, students would have an opportunity to ask real missionaries questions, any kind of question about, uh, missionary life in Italy, how it looks like, what it works, you know, what, it, yeah, how, it, how it works, what it looks like, uh, all these kinds of things, any particular question you can think of, you can ask it to an individual or to the whole group. And so missionaries on one side and then, uh, students on the other and questions will be had great discussion, great time of fellowship and uh, life-changing experience for many people, including myself. And uh, I was able to be uh, on both sides of that, uh, panel and, uh, particularly enjoyed actually being able to to answer questions, share from my experiences as uh, a servant of the Lord, a uh, missionary uh, in this country. And now for... Well, going on 13, 14 years, I guess. Uh, It's been a while now. Uh, But the questions continue to come in, and we don't have missionary panels anymore. But when I'm visiting in the States and speaking and preaching in different places, uh, questions often get asked, and that's great. And So I I write down those questions, and when I get a chance, I'll go ahead and do a recording like this. Now we have internet, we have video, uh, and we have podcasts, and people can still ask questions. So when I interact with people, I try to remember questions and then take time to write them down and answer them like this today. And uh, also, people are welcome at any time to send a question of your own in. Info at practicalmissions info at practicalmissions.org you can send your question in also and we have a list of those questions and we'll try, we're will we going to try and catch up on all of them now during this quarantine if God permits and uh, but you can ask anything you want and the idea here is for people who are interested in missions want to know more about it perhaps considering a, uh, dedicating part of their life to serving the Lord as a missionary uh, or uh, full-time missions whatever it might be uh, or if you just have curiosity questions uh, maybe you're a parent and you want to be able to tell your kids more about what missionaries do you can ask questions too anything you at all you can, there's, there's no such thing as a bad question uh, Uh, And if we like it, we'll go ahead and record it and and make it uh, available to everybody. And it can be encouraging for anybody. You can choose to have your question be anonymous or or with your name. Either way, at this point, these are just anonymous questions because I didn't write down people's names when they asked them. But uh, here we are uh, in... uh April 2020, and we're carrying on this tradition still, finally catching up and wanting to do this for a while, get these questions actually answered uh, in a recorded format for folks. And the question we have today is, is simply this one. Somebody asked, how do you persevere in such a barren environment? How do you persevere in such a barren environment? Now, this person likely, if I remember correctly, had heard me talk about the need for the gospel in Italy, what we're doing in Italy, how God does it work, uh, the reality that 90% of long-term missionaries leave Italy within just four years, the reality that 99% of Italy is considered unreached, less than 1% is evangelical here in Italy. And even among those considered evangelical, you have all kinds of different... Uh, anything that that could take the form of evangelical would be cast in there, not necessarily sound and healthy or biblical. Uh, So he asked, how do you persevere in such a barren environment? And my immediate response, I remember it, and I still remember now, and it's obvious, uh, only by the grace of God. That's very clear. That's very obvious. Uh, No Christian does anything. None of you bears any fruit, says the Lord, uh, unless we are abiding in Him. Apart from Him, we bear no fruit at all. We need to be attached to the vine. We need to be Number one, born again. Number two, yeah, saved. You need to be united to Christ. But as we continue to abide in Him, only then are we able to bear fruit anywhere, no matter where you are uh, as a Christian. Only then are you able to properly hate sin and properly love God and and obey and serve the Lord. All these kinds of things. The same situation applies even when you're in the context of Italy as a missionary. Uh, You can only, by God's grace, bear any kind of fruit no matter where you are. But that's the beauty of the gospel, I think, is uh, no matter where we're planted, uh, just like the soil of, of the hearts... Jesus taught that very important parable about the four kinds of soil. And, uh, and the truth of that parable is that that Jesus himself is Lord of hearts. He can take, because no heart is right before God unless he's born again, regenerate, uh, work of the Holy Spirit, a sovereign work of God. Uh, but he, the beauty of the gospel is, is he's, Jesus Christ he, himself is that sower. His gospel is the the seed that he sows, and he himself is the one who changes hearts according to his will, that they can receive it and then bear fruit. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful truths. Uh, So uh, in Italy, though, you learn a lot about grace. That's my conviction. Uh, I understand that well. Every Christian everywhere believes in grace, but when you're in such a barren land like this, uh, trying to evangelize, trying to make disciples, not seeing the immediate fruit you would see in other contexts, perhaps... uh, It it can be hard, definitely. Uh, So you learn a lot about grace and what it means uh, uh, to walk with the Lord and how you really can't do anything on your own. Uh, We really are completely handicapped when it comes to following Christ, abiding in Christ, even desiring to abide in Christ. All of it, none of it we can do apart from His work in us to to will and to desire, change our our will and desire, to desire Him, to seek Him, to continue to persevere. It is entirely of grace. Uh, But apart from that kind of general statement, how do you persevere in such a barren environment, uh, the grace of God that's General, but very important, obvious but not always obvious, needs to be said. Uh, There's also three other things I would say here uh, to this question. Uh, It's a great question because, as I mentioned, most people, the majority, don't seem to persevere long in Italy uh, for a variety of reasons, and next thing you know, they're gone. But number one, here we could say discipline is absolutely important, and uh, some people are naturally disciplined, others are not naturally disciplined. But in any case, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, disciple you're a learner it requires discipline the discipline of continuing to come to christ continuing to abide in him continuing to learn from him continuing to read his Word, study his word be in prayer uh, even when you feel like it or you don't one of the greatest things i ever learned when i was being trained in apostolic church planting and discipled in this uh, simply to apply the discipline of one hour every morning for the word of god in prayer not Bible study, not other books, not this, not that, simply reading scripture, maybe a notepad next to you if something comes to mind you want to write it down, and just being with the Lord morning after morning. And the guy who was training me, I love him, appreciate him, he said, listen, uh, set your alarm for six. If you can't get up, call me, let me know, I'll come meet with you at six and we'll start it together. And uh, just his availability to do that for me made me really get up and take it seriously, and at first, the first week it was hard for me. But then after a week or two, I realized this is the most precious hour of every day of my life. I cherish it. It's important. It's not always easy, but when you make it a discipline, it becomes more easy, easier, I guess you say. And uh, But it's the greatest uh, part of the day. And when you're doing missionary work, when you have that time disciplined, because when you're doing missionary work, so many other things are calling your attention also. There's always so much to do. Uh, but having that foundation every morning, being saturated with Word, filled with Word, uh, what's amazing is no matter what else you're doing, Whoever you're ministering to, either through evangelism, discipling, preaching, teaching, the word is just saturating you. And, and the Holy Spirit can bring to mind anytime He wants different scriptures you're reading, and you see how they're always relevant to the situations, and you're prepared. You're a ready servant of the Lord uh, as you go about your day, filled with the word. Uh, so, discipline, in any case, very, very important. The discipline of reading the word and of prayer cannot be overlooked. And, and there's times where you feel like it, it comes natural. There's times where it's like pulling a tooth out, it's not easy. But discipline is super important for Christians. You just have to... Pray to the Lord for His strength, for His help, uh, to be disciplined as a disciple of Christ. And and the more you are, uh, the more fruit you bear by His grace. Fellowship is also a very important discipline. Uh, Making sure you stay in touch with people. Now, you got to stay in touch with uh, friends back in the States. That's good. It's important family. But you can't be too attached back there that you're not connected to the folks you're supposed to be ministering to in the States. But um, with believers, you need fellowship at the same time. You can't just be a pioneer missionary out in the middle of the jungle totally alone and endure very long. You need some kind of fellowship, whether that be even writing letters to people or receiving letters, uh, something until you see a church body formed and uh, through evangelism, and people growing in their knowledge of God and becoming taking on the identity of the church and so on uh, uh, in a church covenant together. Uh, and then you have brothers and sisters there on the mission field in Christ. Uh, fellowship is key, though. You need to find it one way or another until it's established and a regular part of life uh, on the mission field while you're church planning. Family worship in the meantime. Uh, whether you're, Now, if you're single, that takes a different view. But now that we're a family, for example, uh, we make this a regular part of our, our schedule at least four nights a week at the table for dinner. Uh, one of my devotions for the morning, a verse, I always bring it to the dinner table. We, ha- we unpack it a little bit and make it easy for the our child to understand as well. And, and then we pray together. Wonderful time. Uh, family worship is a discipline that's important. Fasting at times, I would say. This is often overlooked in missions and, and church, Christian life in general. Uh, but it's a discipline that's important. If you want to persevere in a barren environment like Italy, uh, a little bit of fasting is necessary. There's times where you just can't go on. There's times where you can't, you can't even desire to go on. And then you realize your flesh is too strong. You're, you're, you're too weak within. You need to put to death a little bit the flesh. Starve it so your soul can be properly fed. These are all disciplines, and there's many others, but discipline is one way to persevere, and it's a God-given thing, and He can help us to be more disciplined, but it can't be overlooked. A second one would be doctrine. If you don't have a sound doctrine, if you don't understand the order of salvation... You know how one comes to believe in Christ and become a disciple that it 's not a work of his own it 's a sovereign work of God, and uh, only when someone is made alive by the Holy Spirit, regenerated born again do they actually desire God and repent of their sins and trust in Christ uh, only when you have the order of all these things properly in place can you understand how salvation works and and you can understand grace and and, and everything comes into place, and that enables you to persevere because uh, if you don 't understand these things, you think your evangelism. Uh, The who gets converted and who doesn't depends on you, whether you realize that or not. That's what you believe, and uh, so you go out. and If people get saved, you think, without saying it, because you're a Christian, you wouldn't say it. You would become proud. You would think you did something special. You're special, more special than other people. Uh, And someone who doesn't see people get saved would think they're not able. God could never use them. They're not able to, to lead others to Christ and all this kind of stuff. But when we realize properly again that the seed is the gospel. Uh, the Lord is the sower, and we're called to sow as well, so his message, but he's the one who changes hearts according to his will uh, when he wants, and he knows who are his, he knows who his elect are, then can we persevere, then we can know, well, he may not have believed me today. Imagine Stephen looking at Paul and the others about to stone him, and then they do stone him, and Paul's standing there, Saul at the time, and uh, Saul said, yeah, put him to death, he's a heretic. Next thing you know, a few months later, Paul himself encounters Jesus Christ according to the sovereign time of God, he gets saved and becomes one of the major uh, church leaders and church planners uh, in the beginning, uh, the apostolic era there of the of the church. Uh, so we have to understand salvation belongs to the Lord. Sound doctrine really does help. Understanding God's sovereignty, his his providence, how all He's working all things together for your good, and all these things enable you to persevere. Without it, you just don't last long on the mission field. And if you do last long, you're preaching nonsense. Honestly, so uh, very important also discipline doctrine and uh, lastly here a, a good support team If you want to persevere in the, in the barren environment of Italy You got to have a good support team and by that I simply mean people who know you care about you and are praying for you uh, Keep you accountable check in with you. How are things going? How are they doing? How can we be praying for you now and this time and then you have to be honest with them say well It's not going so good. It is going good Please pray for this, pray for that. And that's why, for example, we send out ten day, every 10 days or so some prayer requests, ways for people to be praying with us because we greatly value their support. We know we need it. Prayer support, financial support, and people who are just uh, involved in your life in the ministry, just dropping a word once in a while, checking in, seeing how you're doing, uh, a good support team is crucial. And then that goes together with a good home church as well. Folks who make it a regular thing as a church body to be praying for you, I think that really pleases the Lord. When, when the church gathers together and prays for their missionaries in specific ways, and then individuals from the church are keeping in touch and, and encouraging, all these things are the things that God uses to to cause one to persevere in a land, uh, even like. Uh, this one here in Italy. So uh, a great question. I hope that's useful for somebody. And uh, until the next time when we have another question with another answer. God bless you. Ciao, ciao.